0: Get ready for NBS no approach to health and fitness. This is NBS
1: Fitness Radio. Welcome back to NBS Fitness Radio. I'm here with my good buddy, Jeff Smith. Jeff Smith is, um, is a mentor of mine through a two-brain business um, and uh, has helped me a lot with my gym and my growth as an entrepreneur, uh, my growth as a person. and um, And Jeff uh, is a very busy man. How many kids do you have? Four under nine, man. Yes. And uh, has multiple businesses. um, And he uh, travels a a significant amount as well. And so I figured he'd be the perfect person to bring on to discuss um, training while traveling, maintaining your health and fitness uh, while on the move. So, Jeff, kind of... um, Give us a quick intro to yourself and kind of like your history uh, with regards to fitness. And then we'll kind of talk a little bit more about the specifics of what you do while you're traveling.
0: Right on, man. Thanks for having me, David. I appreciate it. Um, My name is Jeff Smith from Houston, Texas. uh, I'm a husband, a father, an entrepreneur, uh, real estate investor. I own uh, 41 properties of my own, and I'm syndicated on another 28 properties that I'm the lead investor on um, and in charge of. So I'm responsible for 68 properties, uh, rental properties. And uh, we own a gym here in Houston. My wife does uh, fitness and nutrition online, and I run a couple different masterminds as well. So. One of which you are in, which you referenced, and uh, that's the two brand business tinker program. So that's how we connected, and it's it's been a pleasure. Um, but yes, I mean, the the topic is traveling and and nutrition and fitness. Um, <clears throat> my background is uh, I played football through college, much like you, um, not the same level you did. And uh, but I, I did play college football, and then uh, after after that, I went into uh, special operations in the military. Uh, so physical fitness and health and wellness have been a part of my life forever. Um, and that kind of transitioned itself into the the gym, and it's been a passion of mine forever. So um, it, it's a staple in what everything that we do with regards to how we kind of live our lives as well. So, I mean, we, we imprint those basic habits on our children. Um, And, but, but freedom is a core value of ours. And so my wife and I have kind of engineered a life that allows us the, the freedom to come and go wherever we want to go. But one of the things about having everything you want is you still have to maintain that discipline to a, a healthy lifestyle and, one of my things is I'm kind of like a life hacker, like part-time, not super serious about it, but, uh, I I would like to be uh, a little more serious about it. But, um, I, I do think health is super important for longevity and cancer avoidance and all of that stuff. Um, but we, we RV and travel around all the time. And we're about to leave Tuesday actually for another week. Um, and so, Dialing in that discipline and uh, maintaining preparation is the big part of it. But um, I think you and I were talking offline, and I've done seventy-five hard. We're in the middle of phase two of the the live hard program and things like that. And so I I maintain all of that stuff while we travel and we travel a lot. So
1: how, how often do y'all travel,
0: <sighs> man? Uh, we are on the road at least one solid month every year. Um, we try to take a trip every single month, and those those individual trips are usually never less than five days. Okay, so and that's is it primarily through the RV. It is now because I haven't flown since fucking COVID started because I won't, <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: I won't fly. So right. uh, we've been driving everywhere, okay, uh, for the last two and a half years. So,
1: okay, um, so for so I mean you, obviously you're traveling monthly primarily through the RV now. What does fitness look like for you on a in an RV road trip?
0: I can speak to planes too, just so you know, because like yeah. I used to travel monthly and I used to fly everywhere all the time as well. So like, if we need to get on that topic, we certainly well, I, can. I'd like
1: to talk about both because I, I feel like obviously yeah. the RVs might be a somewhat easier in the fact that you can take some stuff with you For Sure, and take on a plane. So let's uh-huh. talk about the RV first, then we'll talk about the, uh, the plane. How do, you, how do you prep and like what's a training program looks like on RV? Yeah,
0: man, the RV's easy it's, it's really actually a a lot easier than people think. I, we've got access to a refrigerator and uh, other things. So, I mean, it's just a matter of preparation at that point, you can pack your cold cuts. You can break down your macros, protein, carbs, and fats. And my wife is very good about prepping. And so that does wonders for us. Um, like I mean, we're goofy. Like I get like Pyrex for Christmas <laughs> and like stuff like that because I I enjoy being organized because like you talk about I am I am incredibly busy and anything that I can systemize and kind of put a process to makes my life easier makes me not have to think about things because I just won't eat like if I'm not prepared I just won't eat. It'll just be five o'clock day in day. the afternoon and I'll just keep on working through the day and have nothing in the afternoon
1: or the whole day. So, so before the trip, like will you game plan your meals and like prep it all out beforehand, like are you making your, your containers and putting them in the refrigerator or you, or do you just kind of, or are you shopping on the way or both? We, we do both. We do both. We prep probably
0: like the first three to five days. Um, But usually the way we break our stuff down is like, here's a tub of chicken and here is a tub of vegetables and here's like a bushel of bananas. I eat a shitload of bananas. She doesn't eat any bananas. So like we break down our stuff a little bit differently, but like it plus I'm like, she likes variety. I can eat the same exact meal like 365 days straight. (laughs) and doesn't matter to me. So I'm, I'm a little simpler than she is, which is why she is okay with spending the time prepping stuff because she likes that variety of tastes and things like that. Okay.
1: Um, what about on the plane? How, what did you do for nutrition when you were flying? Man, that is a, a whole
0: lot tougher and you just really have to be as simplistic as possible because, I mean, you're, you're getting your fats from nuts. You're getting like, I mean, what do you have access to at an airport? Like, otherwise you're having to do the best prep you can, but you can't do three days worth of prep on, on a plane. And most of the time when we get somewhere though, our first stop is like worst case a Walgreens, yeah. best case, like a whole foods. Yeah. And uh you kind of determine whether you have a mini fridge or not. And if you don't have a mini fridge, it gets a little dicier. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: and 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 you have to be reasonable with like good, better, best as well, right? Like beef jerky is sometimes gonna be a source of protein. Yeah. And like it's it's not what you want to eat all the time. It's got a ton of sodium in it and everything else, but like it, it's better than some alternatives, right?
1: Yeah yeah i i' um remember went on like a three day trip one time and I prepped my food and I had like one of those um one of those cooler bags that i checked checked in and uh, I realized like it was a guarantee if you put something that's freezing cold in a bag that they're gonna they're going to take your bag apart <laughs> in the t s a
2: yeah but,
1: uh, you know it's, it's if you're going on any type of lengthy trip, the one nice thing is you could if you needed to you could check on check in the cooler yep and we freeze it st- check it in
0: yep and and we I, I go as far as like where i stay certain places like if you're going to be a place for a while i mean you can st- look for sweets things like that because yeah. sweets you can call ahead make sure you have a refrigerator if you don't have a refrigerator sometimes they'll put one in your room if you call ahead and ask um other one other places i mean they have kitchenette options and things like that that you can actually pay for upgrades and they're not exorbitant um that just goes into the preparation of things like what do you have access to and then like i'm usually i hop in the car at the airport i don't rent cars generally ever um but i'll take i'll have the driver take me to a grocery store like when we went to florida last year were you at that trip i didn't know no destin Like the first thing we did was go to publix and like stock our room and with food and things like that because otherwise you're just gonna be reactionary. so like being proactive is the key. so like what is what is the setup of your room? if you're prepared and you know what that's gonna look like, then you can then be proactive about getting to a store where you can make good choices and then stock your room and then you're prepared to not go eat the mini bar or have to call uber eats at 10 o'clock at night
1: yeah have you ever um looked into pre-ordering meals that haven't been delivered
0: you mean like the the macro broke breakdown like fitness meals or like pre- yeah yeah, yeah. Pre- uh, no
1: so you're always gonna be here i'll have them ordered and delivered to the hotel no but that's super
0: interesting we've actually had the closest thing we ever got to that was we ordered groceries at uh, Disney World okay. um, through Amazon. And they brought everything. They would bring beer. They would bring everything, which is crazy. But um, <laughs> but they would bring all kinds of food and stuff like that as well through yeah. Amazon Grocery. It's, it must
1: be their Whole Foods yeah. uh,
0: partnership or whatever.
1: Uh, we, um, so we use a meal prep company um, for most of our food. At least our, our food during the uh, the day, and um, they're a local company. But I know there are like national companies that will mm-hmm. freeze it, send it to you in a um, in a um, you know a cooler uh, cooler box. Yep, and that'd probably be a g- good option too. If you were flying somewhere, you uh, knew you were going to have a, a microwave and a fridge, you yep. could at least like pre order it, have it at your hotel before you got there.
0: Yeah, that would be perfect. I mean, it, I, I would say the only reason that we don't do that is because my wife cooks and, it, like, we, that would be perfect for the RV, but you have to balance, like, you have to order each of your macro breakdown and things like that. Yeah. We just have never really gotten into that, but it makes sense. Yeah. And, and if, if you're talking about being out of town for a week, I mean, it's not crazy to spend 12 bucks a meal. If you eat out, you're going to spend a lot more than that for one, and you can just get it delivered to the front desk of the
1: hotel. It can beat you there. Yeah, thousand percent. Um, So, what about for training? Uh, What would you do? Well, first, kind of talk about seventy-five hard and like what the um, what the requirements are for that, and then like the other individual pieces that you're on now, and then how you've been able to kind of implement that in while traveling.
0: Yeah, man, that's just like my thing. I, I just, um, I think I've done 75 hard three or four times all the way through, which is 75 days of um, two workouts a day, two 45 minute workouts. One has to be outdoors. Um, you have to stick to a specific diet. There's no parameters around that. You have to choose a diet. And then stick to it 100%, zero deviations from it. So if you do paleo, if you do keto, if you do, I always just do macro, strict strict macro breakdown Like for whatever I'm trying to do. If I'm trying to gain weight, if I'm trying to lean out or maintain or whatever. Um, my wife's a pre- precision nutrition coach, and so she just does all of that shit for me. Um, but I break down the food, and I can weigh and measure, and I, I know what my stuff looks like. Uh, so I mean I can do that myself, but depending on what my goal is when I go into the seventy five, I she she sets up my macros. Um, then what did I not say? Reading you have to read ten pages of the physical book. It's got to be nonfiction. Then drink a gallon of water and take a uh, progress picture every single day.
1: Okay. Um, and then what's the what what's the one you're on now? no alcohol,
0: no cheap meals ever during 75 days. Um, it, what I'm doing right now is the Live Hard program. It's it's one calendar a year. So you've got 365 days to do all of it. You start with 75 hard, and then there's three phases behind it. Phase one, phase two, phase three. Um, phase one is... So you do 75 hard to start it. Then you can go straight into phase one if you want. And it's... 75 hard, all the components of 75 hard plus a five minute cold shower um, plus 10 minute visualization every day. And then I think those are the only two additions to that one. So it's it's all the, the 75 hard stuff. Then you have to wait 30 days. You have to take a break for 30 days. You can't go straight back to back on this. And then phase two is thirty days of just the seventy five hard components, which is that's what I'm doing right now, and I'm on day twenty six, I think, of phase two. Then I won't do anything for the next few months. And at on July fifth, I have to start phase three. And phase three is everything to do with everything that's in phase one. Plus, um, you have to carry on a conversation with a stranger every single day. Okay, um, and it can't be just like "Hi, how you doing?" You have to actually like have a conversation with a stranger each and every
1: day. And then you have to—how do you maintain that? Because like, there are days I don't see any strangers. You have to make it
0: happen. Yeah. Uh-huh, okay. Yeah, and then random act of kindness—you have to do. Okay, and then the final thing is uh, no, that's it. the the It's it's all those components of phase one: random act of kindness and uh, the uh, conversation with the stranger every day. And but but you only have the final thirty days to do it. Like so, my my failure date. So I have July fifth to August fifth. And that 30 days so okay. if there's any deviation there's no time to start over right so like that is phase three and i have to finish it in 30 i only have 30 days to finish it well that uh, would be that would be my year because okay. i started
1: august 5th so it's uh it's 75 hard phase one and basically 75 hard again which is phase two and then phase three yep yeah. yep what uh of all those what is the most difficult one to maintain
2: I know what mine would be, but I want to hear yours. You mean of the of the tasks of all the tasks, which one is the hardest?
0: I don't know, man. Like none of them are really hard; they're just kind of tedious. I did not like the cold showers because it was five minutes. I didn't really care about the the cold. Yeah, it was like the five. I don't even take five minute showers, so like for <laughs> me, I was just like, Jesus, why are we in here so long? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but I think, I, I think the talking to strangers is going to be the difficult, the most difficult thing, which isn't difficult, but for the exact reasons that you expressed, like I'm going to physically have to leave my house every day to find a stranger to talk right. to.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. it's going to have to be intentional. Yeah, a thousand percent. I was like, the one I would probably goof up would be, be the, uh, progress pick. Yeah. Yeah. I would a hundred percent forget to do that every day. I mean, I would have to, I would have my reminder to do it, but <laughs> that's why you have to, yeah. Like that in
0: reading, you have to get out of the way early. The progress pick though is easy to be like, man, did I do that today or was that yesterday? It like all blends together. And like, it, it's crazy, but um, I really enjoy doing the program. I, I don't know that i don't know that i'll do it again but uh it's had a lot of benefits for sure definitely 75 hard does for sure for me because it allows me to focus mentally like i get a lot done when i'm doing it so anytime i have like a slump of productivity or i feel like i'm stuck i I just go back to it and do it and
1: yeah so when i kind of started preparing for the ninja gym and location two. I didn't do 75 hard, but like I started doing whatever the the maintainable version of that to me, which is I work out twice a day, Monday through Friday. Okay. I've kind of always followed a nutrition plan, but Saturday I purposely don't follow the plan. Um and it kind of depends on what where I'm at. So like if I'm if I'm a caloric deficit, then on Saturday I eat a lot more food yeah currently, I'm in a caloric excess, so Saturday, I just basically barely eat at all because I'm so tired from eating all day. um but I do like the sauna cold almost every day. I read up every day um so it's like I do a lot of the versions of the seventy five hard I just don't do it, and like I only will drink on like one like on Saturday. But i'll do that forever like for the year but i like implemented that last year kind of knowing i was about to open location two and open the ninja gym because i was like what it does is it forces you to just cut out all the bs that you don't need to be doing yeah and forces you to become extremely organized and efficient at all the tasks that you do uh so that's like saying the yep. same way as like i was like okay knowing this is coming up I've got to actually add more things to my schedule because it'll force me to become absurdly efficient and organized and committed. Yeah. <laughs> Cuts out all the crap you don't need. <laughs> for sure. For
0: sure, man. Absolutely. And, and I mean, to be 100% honest, I, I think the hardest task after I think about it a little bit more and what you're talking about for me is not drinking alcohol. Yeah. Because like, I, I drink beer a lot. And I like it. And uh, so, so for me, like that is really... It's been one of the game changers since I've been doing this. I've, I've really had... Because I track all my stuff on an app, app called Streaks. Even when I'm not doing 75 hard, I, I do Streaks. Um, and I build in... It's a habit tracker that you can track up to like 18 things. And I've got years of data in there on what I'm doing um and for me since i started doing 75 hard three or four years ago um it's it's really changed the game from a standpoint of how many days a year that i have zero alcohol yeah um i mean zero like not coming home having a couple beers and in the evening and stuff like that and so for me that's kind of been a game
2: change you're there okay and, and and that is 100
0: 2 five, seven, nine. oh and uh they uh that shit can wear on you man
1: <laughs> yeah a thousand percent yeah. can you hear me yeah okay. yeah i lost you there for a okay. second but um all right so so with the 75 hard or whatever program you're doing obviously it's uh, it's you have to work out twice a day even when you're traveling if you don't you start over <clears throat> yep. So how do you make that
2: happen when you're traveling?
0: It goes back to preparation. Again, I hate to be a broken record, but I mean, like we have, I mean, you can obviously just run if you want to, or, or walk, I mean, it's supposed to be a challenging workout to you based on your fitness level. So, I mean, that's the beautiful thing about the program. It's, it's all on you for personal accountability like no one's gonna bust you for not doing it it's just like did you actually uphold the standard which i think is a beautiful a beautiful way to do it um but for us we buy uh or we bought um we have like those solo flex dumbbells the select tech um uh, <laughs> that you can turn up turn down and break them down we we take those with us on rv trips so that we've got some weight um Cause everything else that we've seen is just kind of a little bulky stuff like that. My wife's got a, a bench. <laughs> it's funny, but, um, we actually have a bench that we take with us. It's a, uh, like a mobile bench that you can do a whole bunch of stuff with, and it's not heavy or anything like that. It just, it travels. Um, I think road makes kind of a version of them now where they're, they're kind of like blocks yeah, like yeah. foam foam type blocks um so that's all we really take and then we take uh plate carriers okay um so i've got a 40 pound plate carrier she's got a a 20 pound or something like that uh for her and so that's really all we take we kind of go basics but i mean those 40 pound plate carriers you can do a, a variety of stuff to smoke yourself if you want to are you
1: um, planning out your workouts you're just kind of going like like, uh, well. uh do you plan your workouts, well, what are you doing for training? How are you determining what your training is going to be when you're not traveling? And then how does that change when you do travel?
0: When I don't travel right now, I'm doing a, a hypertrophy cycle um, that's six days a week. And so I'm trying to lift six days a week. It's It's fast and furious. It's like 35 minutes to... 50 minutes is all it takes because i'm doing it six days a week yeah um that's pre-written out it's a it's a program you're following yeah yep so i'm not doing like crossfit style high intensity stuff because that's what I'm, i'm doing cardio conditioning work on my other workout yeah um when we're traveling i i just i don't plan it out nearly as well just to be transparent i i do kind of whatever i want to do just to keep my body moving mm-hmm. um, i've never been a guy who gets really locked into a program though i've always just been like a functional fitness guy that i mean that's what drew me to crossfit eons ago was i was like this is kind of cool and it actually prepares you for like re- doing real shit. Yeah. um which is what i'm kind of about like i'm I've always been an outdoors guy like i I like loading up a pack with a shit ton of weight and just hiking doing things like that like that's the kind of activity I prefer rather than structured like this is what I'm doing today I, I just go with the flow what I feel like if it's a trail run great if it's a weighted trail run with a weight vest okay or if I want to just sit out there and do some sort of Made up workout that I've got with a plate carrier on. Okay.
1: Um. So, let's say you're 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 flying, you're traveling, you've got like a, a packed day. How do you how do you get it in? Like your day's already packed.
0: Wake up, man. Yeah. Yep. There's always time. I I, I mean, you see my stuff. I guarantee. I, I get up as early as like two in the morning. Sometimes it depends on what you've got going. Like. I, I structure my days so that I can be done with work by eight in the morning. Like that, that's how, that's how I've built my life for the most part. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I don't say that to be like braggadocious. It sucks sometimes. Like if I've got a lot of stuff to get done, I'm, I'm up at three o'clock in the morning doing it. Because I've got other obligations that happen after eight o'clock because we homeschool our kids, we, they're around all the time. I, I have to have the reality that I'm not gonna be able to get project work or valuable quiet time once 8 a.m. hits. So it's more reactionary after that. Like I've got tenant issues, I've got, once people hit their offices, they're bugging me for stuff. Yeah. And so i'm I'm working on a more reactionary basis at that point. and so um yeah, I mean it, you're saying how do you get it in you you just you structure what's important to you. if it's important, you'll get it in and do it. so and and fitness is part of something that's important to me, and so it just it doesn't get missed.
1: How do you involve the kids? So obviously uh you're when you're traveling in an RV, you're on top of each other. Do your kids go and do the workouts with you? They do
0: sometimes. They they have the freedom and flexibility to do whatever they want. They like seeing us do them sometimes. I mean, it's usually hit and miss 50-50. Two two of them will stick around and do some stuff for a minute till they lose interest. They'll hang out for 15 minutes of the 45 minutes or whatever, and they'll do it. Um there's usually a lot of st- <sighs> I mean, the, the beautiful thing about doing RVing is that it's generally a very safe environment and it's generally more of like a free range environment. So our kids have kind of grown up in that now and they're pretty self-sufficient. They run around, they find a playground, they find whatever there is to do nearby yeah. um, and, and we give them that freedom to kind of run around and handle their own business. And for the most part, it works out well. <laughs> I mean, you run into your issues every once in a
1: while. And some how old your, are, how old, sorry, your, how old your oldest? You said not nine. Okay. At what point would you kind of um, create more structure around training or that one or for any of them? Like, At what age are you like, okay, we're going to try to create some structure for you for, with regards to training? Or fitness and whatnot
0: i've been I've given that a lot of thought, honestly, because i I think before I was a dad i uh, I had these these visions of like how I would do it and uh, and I've got three girls and one boy, just so everyone knows. and so. Uh, I think everybody kind of has these, these ideas when they have their first kids on like, oh, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. Cause we did, we did all that. We fed our kid all natural food, grounded up. And my wife like did the everything. No, our kid never had processed foods till she was like two years old, um, ever. And it, it, we did all that stuff and then like it gets to be a slippery slope the more kids you get and like <laughs> things just like um but to answer your question i don't really push a bunch of stuff on them they're very active like i i the the thing that i'm adamant about is get your ass outside and yeah. like i i don't let them sit around for the most part at all um so i just let them be kids and play and do stuff like that because I'm still convinced that all this specialization isn't great for anybody. Um, and we live in Texas where it's, it's real <laughs> strong. The, 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 the desire to specialize is real strong, but I mean, they've done gymnastics and they've done other stuff like that. The girls have, and uh, they'll be getting in jujitsu. Okay.
2: Um,
0: stuff like that is incredibly important to me uh, just so they have we dip their toe in it, get their feet wet understand it if they want to pursue it great they'll all wrestle and they'll all do jiu um and when they want to quit not not quit but if they don't want to continue it they they don't have to um but but they will do that um because i'm a huge believer in jujitsu. and
1: do they do they do organized sports currently no
0: okay yeah nope um they really don't have a desire to. Uh, we ask them about it. Soccer is the only thing that's really come up ever. And then baseball for my son, he wants to play baseball. Yeah. Um, we tried to get him in spring ball and we missed the signups uh because we were late for it, but he'll play baseball probably next year. Yeah. Um, so we we shall see. But but overall, we don't really structure their exercise routines or anything like that. I mean, I talked to my nine-year-old and seven-year-old about they go on runs with me they go out hiking with me and stuff like that we do family hikes almost every weekend we'll go out to state parks Um, they just enjoy outdoors activities they they don't necessarily i don't know if no is the right term but I'm just not big on getting them into a training regiment. I mean, we have a garage gym. They go out there. They lift weights. They mess around. They try to do pull-ups. and But I mean, I'm just letting them do whatever they want to do. I yeah. teach them how to move properly. They come to the gym, obviously. It's, the girls have actually done our classes, our group fitness classes at the gym, and they have done those for Two years, three years since they've been five years old.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, as I have
1: grown as a dad, they want to enter I very much recognize that I don't want to um, early specialize them in anything. Um, and which is kind of funny because it um, seems like every other dad, parent I, I, engage with that's like all they can think about oh i'm gonna turn my kid into professional baseball player because you can start playing you know competitive baseball at the age of five um and like uh my my goal is to just introduce them to as many activities as i possibly can to let them find an enjoyment in it you know um i feel like at some point they'll
2: express maybe an interest to train more or, um, or the like kid kind of get to the age where it's like, okay,
1: now you could benefit from a more, you know, when they start hitting puberty, twelve years old, you know, hey, you might yeah. benefit from some some more organized training here. But I like what I kind of struggle with is like, am I going to do it, or do I just want to like put them with one of my coaches? <clears throat> you know, do I want to? be dad coach or do i just want to be dad part of me just says i just want to be dad yeah i i totally understand that man
0: like i'm big on them doing whatever they want i i think my my problem and probably why i pulled myself so far back from where my original perception of the situation was going to be was the fact that like i watched all the other parents do what you're talking about and Uh. fucking tiger mom their kids like we've got to a neighbor that lives nearby us that like you could hear the ping 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 of (laughs) him fucking hit baseballs till like all hours of the night from the day from the minute his dad gets home from work yeah and uh i mean he's like seven or something and i i'm just like that's cool but like for me i i just hope that the kid is like hey dad do you want to go do this and not the i i i see it go the other way way too many times and i i don't need to live vicariously through my kids because i'm having a fucking great life personally and like i love what i do and get to do and i want my kids to do whatever they want to do not without structure not without discipline but like I I don't need him to play major league baseball to feel like I've done something with my life. Like, like I just want to be a great dad and that's it.
1: I also feel like to a degree, like you kind of have to protect your kids from finding their identity and in their pastime, because like uh, what I found is a lot of kids are like, they, they love playing baseball. Then they want to, and like, it's cool to be on the competitive team to have the to have the uniforms and the fitted hats and like it's it's cool to do that and like you as a parent can kind of be like, I want to support you, but then you can also find yourself like spending your entire uh your entire lives revolving around this kid's pastime every yep. weekend in the summer is uh at baseball tournaments and um I think that's probably what where, where, I, where I may struggle. So, like, I know that's not what's good for you, but I can see my kids being like, but that's what I want to do, like, you know, <clears throat> and kind of have, like trying to navigate that, um, navigate that situation where it's like, they want to play competitive ball. And I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know if that's the thing that we're, we're going to be doing in sixth grade, you know? Um, yeah, I don't
0: know about, I, I don't know about your area, man, but they play a hundred ball games a year here. Yeah. Year round, like I mean, if you're if you're good at baseball and you're tracking in that direction, you're gonna play a hundred, a hundred and ten ball games a year. I, I mean, we've got friends that do it, and I'm like, holy shit, that's a huge commitment. Yep. And for us, we have four kids. Is that fair? Well, then you like, not dragging the other three to the one kid's baseball tournaments. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I I think my Seven nine year olds would get just as much out of playing twenty five ball games a year and and calling it
1: good. Yeah. Well, I think that's where like I would kind of lean more towards like, hey man, like if you want to, if you want to play baseball, we're gonna play baseball, but we're only gonna play it one season. Yep. Yeah. You know? And when you play, you can. If you want to play competitive baseball, like we'll play it, but we're only gonna play one season. We're not gonna play it year round. We're gonna do some other stuff we can go on some vacations in the summertime and that's not me yep. sitting in a, on a aluminum bench <laughs> eating, uh, eating, um, sour straw right. and doing right. ranch, um, sunflower seeds. Um, Paul, do you have like a, in, in any memory that sticks out with like, uh, with regards to kind of training while on vacation or traveling that like sticks out in your head as like a, um an interesting moment or like a difficult moment that that you like had to find a way to get it in and got it in
2: sorry bro hold on one second there you good trying
0: to see what's going on you got me i got you do i sorry what's the what, what, what was the question do i have closer. a training memory when traveling?
1: Yeah. Yeah, do you have any like specific memory that sticks out in your head um, of like a a time while traveling that you that you got your training in and it was like difficult or you find a way like anything that just sticks out as like a a cool story that you could share with people?
0: It's just, I I mean, I've got story, I've got tons of stories about like just having like what we already talked about. I don't have anything crazy, but like. It, getting up at two o'clock in the morning because I've got a 5 a.m. flight like and, and going out and doing my workout before I left because I know that once I fly, there's no way the way my day's laid out that I'm going to be able to get it in any other time throughout the day. I'm trying to think of anything cool. Oh, I, I do know one I, I ran. I, actually, this is timely. I ran the four by four by 48 last year. A Goggins thing of four hours of running, or four miles of running every four hours for forty-eight straight hours. Um, we had an all-day mastermind in Dallas the day it started, and it started in it, it started at ten p.m. on Friday night, and it ran through eight p.m. on uh, Sunday, or, or ten p.m. I guess on Sunday, uh, and uh, the so we drove back from Dallas that day so i spent 4 hours in the car got back home at like 9:30 at night and the first run was at 10 and i started that like 30 minutes later and then ended up running 50 miles that weekend on like no sleep but that was a that was a travel story that you just prioritize what you want to do right like i i wanted to go to the mastermind i attended that event did the necessary travel and and didn't allow it to interfere with my stuff um that was one of the harder things that we did not because of it physically just because of the amount of time it took and the fact that i was home um because it, i mean it was a it was a large commitment of my weekend To have to run every four hours and you figure it takes you 40 to 60 minutes to run the four, four miles. I mean, depending on, I mean, I allocated 40 minutes for each one, which is about what it took. And then you have the downtime in between to do whatever, but you're not really going to sleep. You're not really doing anything. You can't really get into anything because you've got to go again three hours later.
1: And how long it take you to recover from that?
0: Like just from a sleep perspective, (laughs) One day. It, so once you got a I, good night's nice rest, I, you felt good. I slept Sunday night and then I was sore that next day. Structurally, it, it made my hips and stuff sore. Um, and then sleeping
1: Monday night,
0: I was fine by Tuesday.
1: Okay, very cool. Um, I guess that's something like to take away for people's like. Like you, you you may have this crappy day where you had to wake up at 2 a.m. to get your workout in and you're gonna may be sloggy, kind of feel like crap. But once you get your a good night's sleep, like you'll be fine. Yeah. And then I the the interesting thing about that, just
0: like just like 75 hard, just like the other stuff that I do, it's about keeping commitments to yourself. Cause the hardest thing about that four by four by forty-eight. Wasn't running for miles. It, like it never was that bad. I had blisters and stuff, but the physical part wasn't bad at all. It was just like, why wouldn't I just quit? Like, why am I doing this on Saturday night at 2 a.m.? <laughs> yeah. Like w- there's there's literally no one out here. There's no reason to do it. If I shut it down, who the hell is going to know? Yeah. Tw- 25 miles or 20, 20 miles is fine. Like you've done enough. Yeah. And that was the hardest part. Like once I got through Saturday and I'd went like twenty eight miles and done like seven rotations or whatever of it, I was kind of like, eh, why not shut it down, man? Yeah, like who cares? I can have a Sunday with the family. I could do whatever I want to do. And it goes back to kind of, I mean the the overarching theme that I've been trying to impress is that like I I made the commitment to do it, and so like there was no way I was not gonna do it. No. Um, and so keeping those commitments with myself is what leads me to have the level of preparation and like f- discipline and <laughs> to stay on track while we're on the road. And yeah. it's it's about keeping those promises to yourself because realistically, there's no one holding me to any standard besides myself.
1: Yeah. Well, you when you become the person who's Will do what you say you're gonna do. That just kind of solidifies who you are, and it makes like every future decision a little bit easier. Yeah. Versus the flip flop of that is like if you keep justifying, like man, eh, I'm going on vacation. Like I don't need to train this week. Ah. Eh. There's a couple of days of not eating right. If you just continue to justify um, giving, lend yourself off the hook. Yep. From doing the things you know you're supposed to be, then that kind of becomes who you are, which makes every future decision more likely to be letting yourself off the hook and justifying it. Yep, it compounds in either yeah. direction.
0: Yeah, and uh, and and I've found I've done it both ways. Um, and and I get much closer to the person I want to be and the goals that I want to have and living the life that I want to live when I hold myself to the standard that is doing the positive things regardless of who's watching me
1: yeah all right final question um any hacks or like specific things maybe it's the um the streak app but any like hacks or like specific things you're like man this was kind of a game changer for me when it came to to making sure i was getting my training in or nutrition in while traveling
0: I think you just have to prioritize it. Like, streaks is a good one, don't get me wrong, but like, I don't think that matters when you're actually traveling. Like, I I think you have to make a decision and a determination to know that, like, if you want the body composition that you want, if you want the health that you want, you have to understand that it's the small decisions on a regular basis. And you've got to stop making compromises for every little thing that goes on because. If you want it, like I, I'm all about having it all. Like I, I want to have it all, life, and I, I want to expand every portion of my life. And and if I, if that is in fact true, I have to follow through on those little things. Like if I want to travel two weeks out of every month, or for a month at a time, and I, and and, and health is also important to me, and I don't want to be a fast and a slob, like. I have to uphold a standard with regards to fitness. You can't just take those, like you were talking about, you can't just take the five days off because you've got a long weekend here and there. If you're choosing to have a long weekend every fucking weekend, like, because then you get this slippery slope where you no longer have it all. So now you've chosen to travel all the time, but also be a sloth and have a terrible body composition and health, right? Like, you can't do both. So, you have to structure the life to meet the needs that you or the goals that you aspire to. And it starts with just one small decision at a time. So if you're going out of town for the weekend, you like good, better best, man. like if you're going, even if it's to party, man, like I'm not putting anybody down i've I've done it all, and I enjoy like unwinding and like, I'm not a super disciplined person. I understand the way that like this, this podcast has went, but like, I am very, very disciplined on what I'm supposed to be disciplined on that prioritizes me moving forward and making progress. I am completely unhinged when I allow myself to Uh kind of chill out. Yeah. Right. And so it's, it's a balance of being able to get back in the rails as fast as you can and understanding that about yourself and having that mental fortitude to be like, good enough. I've given myself that permission for that period of time. Now it's time to get back on track. Or if I get my two workouts in today, I'm going to have a few beers tonight. Like you, you pay it back in
1: different ways, right? Awesome. All right, brother. Man, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Uh, I think people will find that very helpful when it comes to, to traveling and, and just <laughs> hearing that, hearing the necessity of being disciplined in it and not ju- giving yourself the permission to slack off just because you're traveling. I think people yeah. a lot of times are looking for the permission to break the habit they know they shouldn't break. And so I think it's helpful for someone to be like, mm, this isn't a justifiable <laughs> reason to not do it. You still need to get it in. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and it maybe it's something as simple as you're not laying in bed at nine o'clock in the hotel room. Instead, you're going down to the treadmill and doing ten thousand steps. Yeah, like it just offset that shit with something. Like, give up something. If it's Netflix, like, what's gonna make you better? Like, for me, I've given up almost all sports. Like that changed everything for me, like I used to be a college football guy, and I used to spend all day every day, Saturday during college football season. You could find me in the same place from the time game day started at seven a m like all day long, I would justify every bit of it food drinks all, all of it, and it, like adding that like getting rid of t v almost all together and and sports like really added hours to my day, so like what are you doing that doesn't is, is meaningless in your life to add in meaningful things. That's a perfect takeaway.
1: I love it. Listen on that brother. All right. Thanks bro. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on Jeff. NBS fitness radio out. Thank you for listening to NBS fitness radio.